Welcome in on this Friday morning-ish type of day. It is your boy in the house. Got my boy across me. What's going on? It's good. It's good. How's your morning? Man, I'll tell you the truth. I just woke up. Just woke up? I just woke up. He just woke up, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Moral of the story today, I just want to let y'all know, if y'all are out there, Walmart going grocery shopping, clout chasing, just don't lick the Bluebell ice cream. You know, do the world a favor. I myself, Listerine as well. Yeah, Listerine, you know, come on, some days, a lot of people got bad breath, and it's just going to get worse from that. So, you know, please don't contaminate the foods and things around you. It is a felony in Texas. So just don't do that. That's the moral of the story. Let's just keep it real. But anyways, let's start off the show today. We got some basketball and football for y'all today. NBA Summer League, you know, the Showtime game is today. New York Knicks versus the Pelicans, Zion-RJ matchup. We're going to talk about that. And then we're going to talk about... Kawhi Leonard free agency, if he's being a little bit dramatic. Then the Mavericks' performance in free agency. We're going to give our ranking on that and our grading. And then we're going to talk about the NFL. Season's right around the corner. Who our early vote is for MVP. But to start it off, NBA Summer League. We're a couple games in. Who's going to be – Who's gonna? which player is going to have the best performance? <clears throat> um, I look at it like this. R.J. Bear is going to have the best performance, and his team is going to win the Summer League. That's how I look at it. I, I predict the Knicks to win the Summer League. Mitchell Robinson, Alonzo Trier, R.J. Barrett, Kevin Knox. I mean, those are four players, and Kadeem Allen, so that's five players right there who played on an NBA roster, played heavy minutes on an NBA roster as well, and there's not too many guys in the Summer League that are better than those five, right? So I look at it like that. R.J. Barrett, I feel like he's going to be given the touches that he's that he's warranted. R.J. Barrett is probably going to have a really good game today against Zion Williamson and the Pelicans, especially since Zion Williamson, that Pelicans team is loaded, but how many of those players are pe- are playing in the summer league? Josh Hart's not playing in the summer league. Brandon Ingram, he's too old for that. Lonzo Ball, he's not playing in the summer league. There's a lot of players in that Pelicans uniform, or excuse me, in that Pelicans team, they're not playing in the summer league. I think R.J. Barrett is going to have a great summer league. Um, the Knicks, I really do feel like they're going to win the championship. Um, I also look at Someone from the Lakers' point of view, someone someone who's going under the Raiders, Zach Norville Jr., who had a 16-point debut in his first game against the Warriors, and then a 20-point outing against the Miami Heat in in the summer league, and he's been he's been playing real real well. And one thing about basketball is can you can you score on all three levels efficiently? And that's what he's been doing, cutting cutting through the basket, and you know making three point. He's five for he's five from four eleven, excuse me, in two games from three pointers, making dribble pull ups and whatnot. So you look at what he's doing for his squad. And I would not be surprised if the Lakers give him a two-way contract just to by the way he's playing. So there's a lot of guys like that. And um, I'm honestly kind of curious to see who's going to be our Kyle Kuzma of this summer. You know, we looked at Kyle Kuzma last year, I mean, two years ago, excuse me. And, I mean, my God, mm-hmm. that man was – he was killing it. Yeah. And so that's – and I'm, I'm curious to see who's going to be killing it this summer league. But all in all, I think R.J. Barrett is going to have the best summer league in, in, terms of, in terms of the rookies and whatnot. But other than that, I still – I have the Knicks winning the summer league as well. You see, I, I had my Kyle Kuzma in, you know, Michael Porter Jr., but my man is out with a knee sprain. So I had to change my prediction. If he is active the whole summer league, I got my guy Loney Walker. All right. My guy's been tearing it up first game. He dropped 19.7 boards. But it's all going to come down if the Spurs really let him play the whole entire summer league. They might get a couple games in, see what he's made of. But overall, I got to go with my guy, R.J. Barrett, just just for the fact that John Moran is also out, you know, just kind of to watch over his knee. You don't want to tweak anything, things like that. So I think R.J. Barrett is going to be the guy to watch for as well, simply because I think, you know, he has a complete game. 
And I mean, looking at Zion Williamson in the practice videos, he seems to, you know, have put on a lot of weight. I mean, it looks uh, I don't 15 like that. to 20 pounds. No, nah, I mean, come on. It's a practice. Like, you got to think, like, in practice, you're not going to you're not going to try to show off your bunnies like that, right? Yeah, but I mean, I think he, look was at, he looks a little bit bigger. It's all that gumbo in New Orleans. I'm <laughs> telling you, man. No, he, he does look a little bigger, but I, I, I don't think it's that serious. Uh, that's just me, though. I, I don't know, man. I, I, a lot of guys, when they come in the league and they gain that weight, it just... I mean, look at Anthony Bennett. Not saying he, he is. He is what? Six, he's six six two eighty. Six seven, I think. Yeah, he's like six, six, six seven, six, seven two eighty. But I mean, that's, that's just crazy. the bunnies weren't looking nice in practice. I tell you that. But overall, I think R.J. Barrett's going to show out, complete game. I think he's going to get summer league MVP as well. But if Loney Walker, you know, gets that full summer league run, my man's taking MVP and he's taking the Spurs to the championship. Where are my Knicks fans at? Where are my Knicks fans at? Y'all are about oh. to win a ring <laughs> in yeah. Summer League. In Summer League. If they can win that, who knows? They I might know. disappoint the world and get knocked down the Make first round. Make a Summer round. League trade. But the thing about the Knicks, I don't know if Kevin Knox and Alonzo Trier are going to play the entire Summer League. I don't expect them to. Yeah, because, I, I mean, know. Kevin Knox already showed what he's made of. Mitchell Robinson, you already know he's going to be a future defensive player of the year. I mean, they already know what these guys are made of. I think it's more of just, you know, a fan thing. Give the fans what they want after a disappointing, you know, free agency. But overall, I think it's better for R.J. Barrett, you know, to kind of carry a team of some guys who are actually trying to make the roster. You know, it would be nice to see him, you know, really show out, show his complete game and show why he's that number three pick. Yeah, no, I also look at it like this. The NBA, I mean, whoever's – Adam Silver, whoever conducted this game is a genius. First game of Zion Williamson's, you know – quote-unquote NBA career. I don't know if this would count as his first NBA game, but first NBA action, let's say that, yeah. is against R.J. Barrett and the New York Knicks. I mean, that's that's brilliant marketing. I mean, what they're doing out there, if NBA front offices, I mean, I applaud you. But And, and look, think about it like this. A lot of people are about to be sitting at home on a Friday night at 9.30 watching Summer League. Summer League. Watching Summer League. That's, I mean, that's just how, that's 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 that just shows how crazy that, like, what, what the, the attraction that Zion Williamson brings, I mean, it's ridiculous. But Zion Williamson's going to do his thing. I, I also don't expect Zion Williamson to play too much in the summer league. I think R.J. Barrett is definitely going to be playing a lot. Um, the New York Knicks, they definitely want to showcase why they got the dude at the number three pick. Other than that, I mean, I do. I, I mean, this this New York Knicks roster is is pretty stacked. This and and and, and you you touched up on it, Mitchell Robinson and uh, Alonzo Trier and all of them. They're not gonna be playing the whole time. Yeah, you know, and it's same thing with Dennis Smith Jr. last season in the summer league. He played a few games, but you know, he didn't. He didn't really touch up on a lot. Other than that, I mean, I think the Knicks do have the best roster, but I mean, you know, we just I, gotta see. I just still have the Spurs going. I think you know Becky Hammond does you know a wonderful job coaching. I mean, every year she seems to you know do a great job, kind of you know leading them into the competitive spirit with in terms of summer league. So I, I just feel like the Spurs they always pull some out the bag. They're always good regardless of what it is, preseason, regular season, playoffs. And I just think they're going to pull it off this year. I think if, you know, for for especially the fact if Loney Walker can play, you know, a full summer league. And then they've got, you know, a couple diamond in the roughs that might be in this summer league that we don't even know about just yet. So I'm never going to bet against the Spurs. I mean, no matter what it is. I don't, I don't care if it's, you know, just a for fun event. I think the Spurs still have a shot in anything they compete in. And one thing that we got to talk about. It is July 5th. Yeah. It's July 5th, and we're talking about NBA basketball still. I mean, if this just shows, shows you that this is not the best league in the world, I don't, I don't, I don't have another argument. Exactly. I mean, this is July 5th, summer, which would which should technically be baseball season right now. Mm-hmm. 
and we're still here talking about NBA basketball. I mean, that just I mean, that just shows we're talking about summer league right now. Yeah. I mean, like that like just think about it. like we in the NFL, do we talk about preseason that much? Oh, no. Not necessarily. No. I mean, but we're talking about summer league here. I mean, that's that's mind-boggling to me. Exactly. And I just want to wish a happy birthday to America. I'm one day late, but happy birthday America. But, you know, we're going to jump to Canada for a minute. Kawhi Leonard, free agency. My man still hasn't made the decision. But before I get in the topic, what is up with you people in Canada? Flying a helicopter, the guys just trying to arrive in Canada, kind of stalking him as he goes by. I mean, just chill out a bit. Let the guy make his decision. And l- look what y'all have caused. I mean, we would have probably got the decision two, three days ago. But I think, you know, you kind of ticked off the guy, Kawhi Leonard, and he's kind of, you know, playing the game against y'all. And he, he's winning this game right now. But we expect a decision today you know, in terms of where Kawhi is headed. But in terms of his whole free agency decision, is he being a little overdramatic? Nah, I mean, he's not. Come on. I mean, this is this is where you're going to be living for the next at least one or two years, right? Yeah. I mean, so you, you definitely have to take time and consideration to it. And one thing that people don't realize, this is not a clear-cut decision like, oh, I should just go, go to the Lakers. It's not that easy because every single t- – the three teams, the three finalist teams, they're all in different scenarios. The Lakers, if you join the Lakers right now, you are the most talented team easily by far, but you would be essentially at least a second fiddle, yeah. right? Second fiddle to whoever, maybe even Anthony Davis. LeBron might t- might be that third fiddle this se- next season. We don't know. But Kawhi Leonard would probably be second fiddle at least, or maybe, or third fiddle. I, I don't know how it will go. The Clippers, you would, be, you would be that star on the Clippers, but do they have another star to pair up with you? And Jimmy Butler going to the Heat was a big, big – splash in free agency because if Jimmy Butler would have would have had signed with the Clippers I mean uh, Kawhi Leonard would have signed with the Clippers as well by now I promise you I that's and, and and I was watching a lot of TV shows the other day especially get up there were Adrian Wojnarowski who does a phenomenal job was basically saying that Kawhi Leonard wanted to go to the Clippers he had called Kevin Durant personally saying let's team up and join the Clippers together but it didn't work out Kevin Durant obviously went to uh, went to Brooklyn so Kawhi Leonard wanted to go to the wanted to go to the Clippers. He wanted to pair up with another star, but that's that's a different scenario. The Clippers don't have another star. Toronto, you know what you're gonna get out of them. You you have a whole country behind you. You're gonna get free food for the rest of your life. You know you're gonna get a million multi million dollar uh, you know little little house or whatnot. But then the all, uh, bas- for basketball reasons, these guys are all 30 years old. I mean, but one of the oldest teams in the league. A lot of these guys are gonna be unrestricted free agents, especially next season. So you can go you can run it back. Try to defend your championship, but it's all different scenarios. So I don't blame him for taking his time, especially since Kawhi Leonard, who just left the Spurs. And why did he leave the Spurs? He had trust issues. You know, Tony Parker, who came out saying that his injury was was much worse than Kawhi Leonard's, and you know, people throwing him under the bus. Kawhi Leonard just 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 went through a whole organization that didn't trust him, and he wasn't able to trust them as well. He has to take this into consideration. And you look at the Los Angeles Lakers, for example. I mean, it's it's a hellhole up front. Yeah. I mean, Rob Rob Palinka, Magic Johnson, Jeannie Buss, whatever's going on with those three, I don't know. Magic Johnson apparently wants to, you know, be involved in uh, pitch meetings. What now? You just I, flat I, out quit. I mean, I, I don't I don't understand. So that that whole front office is iffy. So I mean, for Kawhi Leonard looking at the Lakers, there's there's just a lot of trust issues that have to go on. But you look at the Clippers, for example, they have the best front office in the league, maybe. I mean, like, seriously. J- Jerry West, who's doing a tremendous job. Steve Ballmer, Doc Rivers, like, from head to, head, to, uh, head to toe, I mean, they're just phenomenal. So there's different scenarios. and Every single team has their issues. 
I, I don't I don't blame him. I really don't blame him. I think if I was in his position, I'd be thinking about this long and hard as well. But yeah, I don't blame Kawhi, but I do feel like he's been having he's he's already had his decision made. I think you know he knows where he's going. I think you know he's going to Toronto either for two reasons: either he's packing up, you know, selling his real estate and heading elsewhere, or you know he's really about to settle down there and get you know everything together. But who knows? I feel like you know there's more in to this decision being announced. I feel like you know look for a New Balance you know marketing thing coming out as soon as he announces his decision. Maybe a new drop shoe collab, something like that. I think this has become more of the business side of things. I think you look back at, you know, LeBron James' decision that aired. I mean, it was like a soap opera. Taking my talents to South Beach. You know, we all remember that moment. You know, that horrible plaid shirt LeBron had on. It was just a ridiculous moment. Kevin but thank Durant, God. Kevin Durant tried doing the same thing, though. All right, look, we're not going to disrespect KD, all right? My man's going through rehab right now. But he just look, tried doing the same thing. Hey, let's just show some respect, all right? Show some respect. Sh- the man's some, in rehab right now. Show some respect to LeBron. Hey, I'm just saying. You know, I'm comparing the situation. <laughs> you called it a soap opera, but Kevin Durant tried taking the page from LeBron's book. Am I right or am I wrong? I'm right. Hey, we're talking about Kawhi Leonard here, all right? <laughs> all right. Uh, anyways, with Kawhi Leonard, I feel like it's more of a marketing thing. You know, he's planning, you know, some type of commercial with New Balance. But, you know, J- Drake, just slow your boat down a little bit. You know, there's been reports Drake has been in that interview talking about we're going to get some OVO collabs, this and that. Why is Drake in the interview, in the meeting? That, that, that's one thing I want to know. We're talking about a rapper, ambassador. the ambassador <laughs> of the Toronto Raptors. I mean, I mean, I respect his love for Toronto, but my God, he doesn't have to be in every single move y'all do. But, you know, it is Toronto. They do things differently. I respect that. But I'll tell you one thing. I don't blame Kawhi Leonard for the reason because, I mean, you have a decision between choosing if you want the whole city of L.A. on your side or if you want a whole country of Toronto on your side. I mean, that's not – no player has ever been in a situation like that where they're a superstar caliber guy and the L.A. Lakers are, you know, throwing everything at them for them. And then the L.A. Clippers, you know, are also fighting as well. And then you got a whole country of Toronto. Then you got a guy like Drake who's also throwing, you know, seven-digit figures at you. And then you got New Balance – kind of you know choosing which market to go towards i mean there's a lot of things going through Kawhi's mind right now i mean i don't think it was a tougher decision as lebron had i mean we know he was in cleveland didn't really have the pieces to win Kawhi's in toronto he can win an nba championship with this team again and he can win an nba championship with the la lakers you got two teams that are highly marketable at this moment and i think this is why we've seen Kawhi take longer than expected but I do think the decision is made. I think it's more of, you know, getting the business side of things set and handled. Look, there's one thing that we have to talk about as well. Yeah. Kawhi Leonard is the biggest domino in free agency. I mean, seriously. It is what, July 5th, right? It's been, what, five days? Five days of, free, of, NBA, uh, of NBA free agency. And I'm talking about yesterday, day four of NBA free agency. There was two signings. Boban Marjanovic to the Mavs. And Jake Lehman, the, the Jake Lehman trade when he got the three-year, $11.5 million deal. Yeah. Just those two. That's it. It's, it's, it's day four of NBA free agency. It's not day 12. It's day four. And we and we see only two signings. Remember day one, we saw at least 20 signings and trades and whatnot. Yeah. Um, a crazy day one. Day four, it's it's a desert. I mean, it's a desert. You don't see anything. So And there's cool. a lot of big names there's still a, out there. DeMarcus Cousins, Marcus Morris, 
uh, Danny Green, KCP. I mean, the the list goes on. There is a bunch of big name free agents, and and it's all coming down to this Kawhi it's, decision. It's coming down to this Kawhi decision, exactly. Kawhi just once I'm telling you, once Kawhi makes this, once Kawhi makes this decision, excuse me, you're gonna see a bunch of Woj sweeps. <laughs> I mean, you're gonna see left and right Danny Green to the to the Mavs, or you know, and then just a bunch, like a bunch of dudes are gonna, uh, uh, you know, eventually commit to the teams. And I mean, we also gotta talk about this. If the Lakers get Kawhi Leonard, right? Let's just say hypothetically they have they have just secured the bag and got Kawhi Leonard. I mean, they could really create a powerhouse. Like 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 seriously, I'm being serious. They could really create a powerhouse because think about it like this: Kyle Korver's getting bought out. Yeah, he's getting bought out. That's a potential buyout. Andre Iguodala, who's now on the trade block, he might get bought out. I don't know. Now they're saying yeah, Memphis refuses. They want, they, they, yeah. they, they want to trade him. Smart I, move by Memphis. I, I, they want to trade him, but it might come down to a point. Even like even if I could see this, I could see Andre Iguodala getting traded to another horrible team, like like the Atlanta Hawks. I could take on his, I could take on a salary, but I could see the Memphis Memphis Grizzlies throwing in some picks just to relieve that contract, or they could trade Andre Iguodala to a contending team, a team that would offer a lot for Andre Iguodala. So there's there's two ways to it, but. Andre Iguodala is still a potential buyout option, right? So let's just say hypothetically he gets bought out. So now you have Kyle Korver, you have Andre Iguodala, and then, I mean, just the amount of guys that want to play with Kawhi Leonard, LeBron James, and Anthony Davis, everyone would take a minimum. Yeah. Everyone. I mean, you just saw Willie Cauley-Stein take a minimum to go to the Golden State Warriors. Is Willie Cauley-Stein a minimum center? No. He's not worth a minimum. I mean, the man's 26 years old. He's 25, 26 years old. 24, I believe. I mean, if I could it, be wrong. Even if that, I mean, that just that just strengthens yeah. my case. I mean, and I mean, this is a Warriors team who's finally got a center. Uh, but like, there's one thing about Willie Colleystein is that he cannot defend the rim to protect his life. He can't. No, no, no. Have yeah. you ever seen a seven footer? He's a seven footer, an average a half a block a game. I mean, he's not all that, but. I just feel like I, I think I think it's a great pickup for the Warriors. Yeah, I think it's just a good body to have in the paint. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think it's a great pickup for the Warriors. I think him and Kevon Looney, well, de- they're not an elite bat. They're not an elite front court. But if you can have those two rotational bigs, I mean, every team would want yeah. that. Every team would want that. But back to the point, the Lakers can really create something special here. And I'm talking about the Lakers could potentially become the best team of all time, but or my, most talented team of all time. My problem with the me. Lakers is you've got LeBron James who, you know, suffered the worst injury of his career. And then you've got Anthony Davis, who's real injury prone. You also got Kawhi Leonard, who can't really play an 82-game season at this moment. You know, we just – you don't want to risk that. And I think, you know, bringing in a roster with a bunch of minimum players, a bunch of old guys, I mean, Anthony Davis, LeBron, Kawhi are going to end up having to play 82 or, you know, 70-plus I don't agree. I don't agree. I don't agree. I think that team is good enough to – if they all play around, let's just say 60 60-ish games, they miss, they miss, they sit down for 20 games, load management. It, th- this team could, this team could have home court in the playoffs. I think so, and and not to a point like obviously there's not going to be a lot of there's not going to be games where you just sit all three of them. Yeah. You'd have to you'd have to you know sit Anthony Davis one game, let AD and Kawhi play those two, and then you know one game sit down LeBron, let AD and Kawhi you know. So it's, it's they're they're definitely going to switch it up, but. I mean, there's there's a there's a boatload of dudes that are gonna end up that would end up taking the minimum, like J.R. Smith. Yeah. J.R. Smith would take a minimum. Carmelo Anthony. That's one name that we that we don't talk about. Carmelo Anthony might 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 mess around and be being yeah. a Los Angeles Lakers he'll, uniform. He'll, he'll take a minimum, but he'll give you minimum. 
No, no, no. I, I think Carmelo Anthony is that dude that could really give you like eight points and a quarter in a playoff game. I think so. I think he's a volume yeah, shooter. Yeah, eight points, and he'll give up eight points on defense. He, he, he's a volume shooter, and, and, and Carmelo Anthony is going to be that dude to where he's going to be playing around 12 to 15 minutes, right? And his role is going to be literally Jamal Crawford. Come in and yeah. one four flat, or you know one four flat ISO. Give me the ball. I'm gonna post you up, face up, and I'm gonna get my. I'm gonna get some buckets on you. I, I could see him signing Carmelo for a minimum. Yeah, and th- that's what I'm saying. Like, there's a bunch of dudes that would give them the minimum, and they would give them production. Like J.R. Smith. How many times has ha- have we seen J.R. Smith have 15 points in a quarter just making oh, yeah. threes? J.R. Smith still got a little bit in the back. Yeah, he has. He has still a lot of a little bit in Kyle, the tank. Kyle Korver can give you a lot of a lot of valuable yeah. minutes. Jamal Crawford's still a free agent. And so that's what I'm saying. You could you could really sign a bunch of dudes for the minimum. And that could really give you, if if you like these guys like Jamal Crawford, if you put him on the NBA roster right now, you tell me he can give you fifteen a night. If if you started him and playing and played him thirty minutes a night, he would give I you. I think 15. he can maybe give you twenty a night. I mean that's and he dro- I mean, he like, just dropped his career high against exactly. the Dallas Mavericks. P- p- people, y'all got to realize the man's thirty nine years old and dropped fifty. And he's not slowing down. <laughs> he I mean, dropped. Uh, he he dropped fifty. Fifty as a thirty nine year old. In the last game of the NBA season, you don't. First of all, number one, you don't see thirty-nine-year-olds play the last game of the NBA season with the Phoenix Suns. You don't. You don't see them play the last. Yeah. But for him to drop fifty, I mean, that's crazy. I mean, I, and I still, I don't forgive him. I mean, you, you, he almost. I think he might be. The, he almost stole the shine from Dirk's from Dirk's last almost. game. Almost, I. He he would have if the that game didn't have such a special meaning. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we forgot he dropped fifty just from how big of a moment it was. But man, Jamal Crawford. He's still out there in free agency, but, man, Kawhi Leonard, I'm just hoping it's today. I can't wait another day. I, I've never been so ecstatic to see where a guy's going to land so Mavs can get this free agency. That's, 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 that's exactly that's the thing. That's, I, like, I don't care about the Kawhi Leonard decision. I think every, and wherever he goes, they're going to be a playoff team. Yeah. They're going to be a championship contending team. I get that. But I'm, I'm worried about – like, free agency – Always intrigues me for the tier two type of dudes. Yeah, like you know, what I'm saying like Bo, like Bojan Bogdanovic going going to Utah, that intrigued me. Like you know, Emmanuel Mudiay going to Utah. I mean, we got to talk about that as well. That Utah team is is extremely deep now. But like like I think that's the perfect fit for Mudiay. That's what I'm saying, and just a bunch of tier two dudes going going to teams. That's that's what I like. Yeah, that's what I like. But I mean, we definitely talked about the Mavs and what they're going to be doing throughout free agency. So, so far, they've gotten Seth Curry, and they've gotten Boban Marjanovic, the 7-3 beast, right? How would you rate this Mavericks free agency overall? As of right now, you know, we add a shooter, and then we add a center, which, you know, are two pieces Mavs really needed. I'm going to give it, you know, a B- minus for now. I mean, you know, a lot of people are, you know, talking down on the Mavs, this and that. Well, I mean, you know, they tried their shot at Kimba. I mean, he chose Boston. They, you know, they tried their shot at these few guys. They couldn't land a meeting with Kawhi. You know, Kevin Durant. What are the odds we get KD? Al Horford. You know, it was. You know, he got he got a big payday. We were baited. We yeah. were baited for Al Horford. Yeah. So pretty much, I give it a B minus just for the fact. I mean, we got we got the positions filled that we needed. We got a shooter, as in Seth Curry. We've got you know a good center who you know keep in mind the highest per in NBA history at one point. In Marjanovic, I mean, 7-3, you know, he can really give a hard time on the opposing team. I think that was a perfect signing. You know, those are two contracts which aren't really going to hurt us that big. We still have, you know, what? I, 20, I love the signing. I love the signing. Yeah, 15, 20-plus million left in cap space. 
I mean, we still have Danny Green we can go after. I mean, there's still JaVel McGee. I don't know if we're going to go after him. I don't, th- I don't think we yeah. – I think we've already checked the, mar- checked the box checked on the centers. Checked the box on centers. Yeah. I think, you know, we're good on the center position. I think Mavs did a hell of a job so far. I don't think we did the best job that we could. But I think, you know, a lot of people sleep on the Mavs in free agency. You know, they kind of just jump for the big-name guys. But the Mavs go after guys that fit their team. We got ourselves a shooter. Now we're looking for a 3 and D. We're kind of going for Danny Green. We're waiting on the Kawhi decision. So I think, you know, a B-minus for now. We land Danny Green. I give us the A minus overall. I think you know Mavs sealed the deal with the Danny Green signing, and it just requires one more acquisition. We're good to go. Um, I give it a C plus. I think you know, and I, I agree with you getting Seth Curry, uh, one of the best shooters in the league, and you know Boban, one you know a, a, a big body that we desperately need. Definitely a threat. I mean, I like the signings, but I guess just in my head, I'm just I just can't forget about how we didn't even give Patrick Beverly a phone call. Well, I mean, look at look at the bag Patrick Beverly got. I mean, he signed a three was it three year forty with the Clippers. It was three years forty. Then the Kings offered him three years fifty. Okay. So, regardless, I think we miss out on that. I don't think we can. We have the type of, I, you know, I, you know, the risk. You to can really call, throw. you can call me crazy, but I wouldn't mind giving Patrick Beverly three year fifty. I wouldn't. That's that's and and that that's that's a little on the you know on the on the on the opposing side, but. Three years, 50, I really wouldn't mind it because if Patrick Beverly joined the Mavericks, he'd probably end up being one of our most valuable players just on yeah. the defensive end. Like, we'd need him. But I look at it like this. I, You missed out on, on Kemba Walker, right? You missed out on, on uh, Patrick Beverly. We were basically baited for, for Al Horford. I mean, his his agent used this for leverage. And, and a, lot of people's, a lot of people don't realize that. Mavericks have a history of getting of just getting baited throughout national media. If you look at what the Mavs insiders were saying, they were saying we are not offering Al Horford a four-year, $112 million deal. We're not doing that. But then on the other hand, you see someone like Shams or you see someone like Brian Windhorst throwing our names out there saying, oh, yeah, the Mavs are definitely in play for Al Horford. I'm sorry, who knows more about the Mavericks? A national media coverage guy or someone who's actually in the Mavericks facility day in and day out, talking to the owners, talking to the GMs. Michelle. Exactly. You know, insiders know more. Yeah. So – People and that's that's the thing about free agents. People don't realize is that agents use teams for bait, right? So the Mavs were used were they were used for leverage. His agent Al Horford was basically saying the Mavs are Mavs are throwing out this four year hundred hundred million dollar deal. You know what he can do? Then he can go to Phillies and tell tell Philly, well the Mavs are just offered us four years one one oh nine. Philly, what are you giving us? And now Philly's gonna be like, oh shoot, they just they just Mavs just offered this much. We got to match it. You know that now we oh, know yeah. his market value. So his agent definitely. I mean they. Oh man! Shout out them agents though, man. Oh yeah. Securing. If you're talking about securing the bag, these agents are securing the bag. Yeah, and and then so and then so we met, we missed that on Al Horford, right? And then uh, uh, Malcolm Brogdon, who was who was a, a potential yeah. Mavs target, we missed out on him. Missed out on Patrick Beverly, like I just said. So we missed out on on, on at least three to four key guys. We didn't miss out on Chris Middleton. I ain't giving him no what was yeah. it four year hundred fifty eight yeah. million yeah I'll pass on that yeah no I, I I agree but and and one thing is we knew he was going to Milwaukee yeah we we knew that so that's one thing but getting so if we get Danny Green right for example let's just say hypothetically we get Danny Green I mean now I look at I look at this Mavs roster we have we have the necessary hybrids that 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 you need in order to contend for a playoffs position Dorian Finney Smith who's an underrated defender Danny Green who's a great three and D player. Now you would have another shooter in Seth Curry, who I think is going to be coming off the bench. I think he'll end up being our sixth man, right? 
He'll end up being one, one of one of our best shooters on the squad. I mean, I just love what the Mavericks would could potentially do. And another target is Marcus Morris. And, I mean, if we sign Marcus Morris, one of the great hybrids of this league, one of the most underrated players in the league as well, yeah. what he did for that Celtics roster was tremendous. A lot of people argue that he was one of the most valuable one of the most valuable players on that Celtics roster and that, you know, he that's that he's the reason why Gordon Hayward went to the bench because Marcus Morris was just balling out. So if we can get some guys like that, I would definitely be happy with this Mavs free agency. But right now, as of this moment, getting Seth Curry and getting Boban that's not going to push us anywhere. You yeah. know what I'm saying? That's not – and and the, and I, I, I constantly say this. I, I get that Luca is, what, of the age of 20 now and that Porzingis is, is, is young, but just look at Philly. Look look at look at the win-now situation that they're in. Ben Simmons just got himself a five-year, $170 million deal. Josh Richardson is getting paid $20 million – is a one-year, $19 million check. Al Horford is getting paid four years, $109 million. Joel Embiid's getting his $160 million bag as well. Tobias Harris, five years, 180. I mean, you talk about this starting lineup, just this starting lineup, that's at least $400 million. That's money. That's 400, and this team's going to be over the luxury tags, but you know what? It's worth it because you have yourself two foundational pieces. You have guys that can fit in with that roster. You have a generational center. Exactly. So I mean, what Philly did, and they, they just they used, they used their best player's age to their advantage. Ben Simmons on a rookie contract, Joel Embiid on a rookie contract. You know what? We can get Tobias Harris. We can Elton get... Brand just did a hell of a job. And and that's and that's what I've been preaching for so long, guys. That the Mavs got to make moves like this. You're, our guys are young, but this is this is going to be the most cap flexibility that we're going to have in a while. Yeah. Because Luca's about to get a one hundred seventy million dollar extension as well. That rookie extension is no joke. Porzingis just got a hundred and sixty million dollar check as well. Highest in Mavs history. Highest in Mavs history. So you look at it like that. That's going to be $300 million on our table. Do you really want to be the Oklahoma City Thunder? Do you yeah. want to be that with Paul George and Russell Westbrook locked in? And then now you have to overpay someone like Steven Adams? No. What moves have the Oklahoma City Thunder have done? They haven't done a single thing in free agency yet. Yeah, Oklahoma City is just wasting They haven't experience. done and, 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 and you know what's one thing? They're in Oklahoma City. They're in Oklahoma City, and they're over the luxury tax, and they're losing in the first round. I agree. I mean – that's what I'm saying, guys. Like, you have to make moves while players are young. And I get the whole thing that you have to let your players develop and whatnot. But, I mean, I guess I'm just on that side that sometimes you have to rush some things. And if you can rush things and get guys that fit around your system, fit around your best players. I mean, like, like for example, I wouldn't mind giving Malcolm Brogdon five years or four years 85. I would not. Oh, I wouldn't mind at all. I mean, I would just not of what he it. provides, his three-point shooting is a 40% three-point shooter. Defensively, he's one of the best defensive guards in the league, and just what he did for Milwaukee last season, he proved himself he's worth every penny. Exactly, I would not mind giving Malcolm Brogdon that that bag. Oh yeah, I wouldn't. I I, I, I that's the thing, and like a lot, you know, his stats are are not the the, the most prettiest, but 50, 40, 90, one of ten players in NBA history to, to do so. I'll take it. I'll take it any day because oh, Malcolm yeah. Brogdon's that dude. You could throw into any any single NBA roster, and he'd fit in perfectly. That's how I look at it. I give this Mavs free agency so far a C plus. We have we definitely have some some room for improvement. And one thing is, I'm hoping Kawhi Leonard goes to the Lakers only for the Mavs to get Danny Green. Yeah, that's the only reason. But other than that, I give it a C plus. Yeah, if we can get Danny Green, man, this team is ready to go. I think we get that playoff spot in the West. We don't get a high playoff spot. We'll be you know a six through eight seed. I think we can pull it off. I think we're a much better team than Oklahoma City Thunder. I don't and think so. 
I, I don't I think, think so. we will. I think the way Porzingis can come back, the way Luka Doncic can, you know, perform next season, and then we add those pieces around, I think we can possibly be a little you, bit better. Okay, so let's let's think about it. Let's look at this Western Conference standings right now, right? Yeah. So you got six through eight. Okay. So so we we're so we know our our, our one through four seeds probably going to end up being the Lakers. Yeah. It's going to be the Utah Jazz. Um, with with Portland getting Hassan Whiteside. And Kent Bazemore, I think they're going to be in the top four seeding as well, right? So that's three teams right now. Mm-hmm. Houston's always going to be in play for for a top four seeding. Yeah. So you look at it like that, and then the Spurs are always going to be in play. The Thunder, I mean, they have two superstars at the end of the day, right? And then with Steven Adams still, that's 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 a viable big three. I mean, I'm missing some teams right now. I I, I know I'm missing some teams, but that's at least six teams right now that are legitly in the playoffs right now. So, I mean, I look at it like that. I don't know if this Mavs roster can really I – don't, I don't know, man. I just – I don't think we're making the playoffs next season. And the, oh, come on. The Denver Nuggets. Mm-hmm. Denver Nuggets, uh, they're, they're a top four seed as well, right? Yeah. The Warriors, they're going to be in the playoff – they're going to be in playoff talks right now. So, I mean, I look at it like that. Clippers are always going to be doing something. The Kings have gotten so much better with getting Trevor Ariza. Mm-hmm. But I, I just don't think the Clippers did enough this free agency. I think they might miss out on the playoff spot. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think I think the Clippers are going to miss out, but they're they're going to be in the hunt. Yeah, they're going to be in the hunt. It's it's definitely a tight race. And the Pelicans. But as hopefully, well. hopefully Porzingis just has a monster season and carries us to the promised land to another championship. 2020 champions. Hey. Hopefully. I don't mean it, but shoot, if it happens, it happens. It happens. But anyways. 2019 NFL season is about to take away. I think we're, what, 50 days away, 55, somewhere around that mark. We got to talk about the MVP, man. There's been a lot of guys in the race. Who is your early shot at MVP? Man, I think it's that bad man, Aaron Rodgers. I really do think so. I think the Green Bay Packers have gotten so much better defensively, and this team is definitely making the playoffs this season, right? Mm -hmm. Aaron Rodgers is going to have a great season. Mike McCarthy just got up out of there. Got yourself a new head coach. Your defense has bolstered. I mean, they've gotten so much better with all these free agency signings. Aaron Rodgers finally has the defense that he wants. Um, I'm not too worried about the receiving core. Aaron Rodgers is such a great QB. Kind of kind of the Tom Brady effect. You make average receivers look pretty good. Aaron Rodgers coming off a 25, excuse me, 25 touchdown, two interception season, 98 QBR. I mean, 62% completion rate. 4,000 yards. I mean, the list goes on. Aaron Rodgers, I, th- I got him as my early prediction for MVP. I think he's still that man. Um, I, there's still some left in the tank for Aaron Rodgers. You know, I'm not a believer of luck. All right, I'll tell you that. But I'm a believer in that man, Andrew Luck. The guy just – he just seems to show, you know, when he's healthy, he's the best quarterback, you know, one can argue, a top quarterback in football. I mean, coming off one of the best seasons of his career, you know, throwing for 45-plus hundred yards – 39 touchdowns, 15 interceptions. I mean, one can argue the only reason he didn't win is Patrick Mahomes had himself a miracle season. I mean, he just played lights out. He had the right pieces. He had the right guys, the right, you know, coaching system, and he made it work. But Andrew Luck has shown that he has, you know, a real healthy offensive line. He is one of the best, you know, offensive guards in the game in Quentin Nelson. And, I mean, the show is just going to keep going from there. I mean, Andrew Luck is coming out next season with a 40-plus touchdown season. He's throwing for maybe 5,000 yards. He's having – I'm going to have him around 10 to 12 interceptions, and I think the Indianapolis Colts are going to be in the Super Bowl. I'm calling it now just because the man 
is the baddest man in football right now. All right. It was Aaron Rodgers, but, you know, step aside, Aaron. There's a new sheriff in town, and the name is Andrew Luck. Didn't mean it like that, Aaron, but, you know, <laughs> you know you're still a bad man, but a- Andrew Luck, Andrew Luck's taking it. All right, Aaron Rodgers, you, you've got your MVP. I think, just- I think you can legit make an argument that Patrick Mahomes is winning the MVP next no. season as well. I think you can. No, he's not. Same system. Kareem nope. Hunt is gone. Okay, Tyreek Hill, we don't know the situation on that. And, I mean, there's going to be a lot of more film study done. I think he's still going to be, you know, one of the elite quarterbacks in the league, but – I think the reason he wins that MVP is what he threw for what fifty touchdowns he last was, season. Yeah. I mean, it comes to a point where you just got to give it. Well, to no, him I don't. Man. I mean, obviously, I'm not predicting that. He's I think he'll still be in the hunt. Yeah, I, I, I don't think he's. I mean, obviously, he's not going to have fifty yeah. touchdowns. I just feel like there's too much but issues going on. I think, I think you can make an argument, right? Just make an argument. Yeah. That he could potentially be an MVP candidate as well. Absolutely. I, th- I, th- I think so. I think that the way that he's played, especially last season, I mean. Patrick Mahomes, I mean, his future is extremely bright. Right? Oh, yeah. I mean, just just the way that he played, I would not be surprised if he's in the MVP race. I wouldn't. I, I think he's, you know, kind of evolving the quarterback position. I mean, you see how Curry, it's more of, you know, he shoots, you know, the way he just changed the game of basketball. I mean, Patrick Mahomes is changing the game of football, though, in terms of, you know, the way you throw the football. I mean, he has that underdrop throw, kind of throwing, you know, with the pressure on him. I mean, the guy has just – he has a different, unique skill to, to you know, his game. And it's, it's hard to explain, but, I mean, now you're starting to see a lot of quarterbacks kind of going with that underhand throw. Yep. I think, you know, he's definitely going to be, you know, one of those generational talents that are going to be, be remembered forever. And I think especially after, you know, his first season as their starting quarterback, you know, some people questioned the decision to move Alex Smith. But, I mean, it was the right move. It they, was. They saw something in Patrick Mahomes that, you know, you just couldn't let your eyes off of. They let him start, look, MVP. But I just feel like in Kansas City, there's just too much off-field problems going on. And I think that that's going to be the decision-making. I mean, Patrick Mahomes doesn't know at this point who's his number one wide receiver because you don't know what's going on with Tyreek Hill. You don't know if he's going to be in a Kansas City uniform, you know, in terms of, you know, the beginning of the season. So I think that's just the whole issue. But I think he's definitely a candidate. I think you can have him in a top-five run for MVP. But I think you should also keep your eyes out on Saquon Barkley. I mean, the guy has shown that, you know, he's a two-way running back. He can, you know, do it on the receiving end. He can do it on the running end. I mean, his yards after the carry. I mean, just look at those quads. That guy is not the easiest guy to get down. And, I mean, if you're going to go low on him, he's going to pull a Zeke on you. He's going to hurdle. I mean, the guy has a complete game at the running back position. He's healthy. I mean, he's strong. He's, he's mentally there. He has no off-field issues whatsoever. I think he's also a guy you should keep your eyes out on. I think it's just if, you know, New York can kind of, you know, build that offensive line in, in his favor. Because one can argue if Saquon Barkley's on this Dallas Cowboys offensive line last season, I think he's rushing for 2,000-plus yards or a healthy offensive line overall. Yeah. I mean, that's how I look at it as well. We still got two months, though. Yeah, we got two months. Two months. And we got eight months for the season to end, so – a lot can happen within that time span. But I think we're we're kind of on the same track, who who to look out for. Yeah, no, 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 no doubt about it. No doubt about it. But it is Friday, fun day, and okay. I will see you all on Monday. All right, peace out. We out.